Hello, I'm Arianna Raji Lee, founder of Pasha Mama, and welcome to our conversation, In Conversation, the podcast where I speak to women's health practitioners, baby and toddler experts, mamas and mums-to-be, to find out about what they do and how their story can support you through modern motherhood. Let's get started, shall we? Hi, guys. I hope you have had a good week. I can't believe that um, it's a new month at the end of this week. Um, this year is just completely crazy. I think I talk about how quickly the year is going every week I come on this. I should probably change tack and find some new conversation for you guys. Um, it is Halloween on Saturday. It's probably one of my favorite um, times of the year. I just love anything fancy dress. Um, not that we'll be partying or trick or treating much this year. COVID has, um, has put a dampener on that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I hope that you have a spooktacular weekend. Lol. See what I did there. And if you're not dressing like pumpkins, maybe you're eating pumpkins. Who knows? Um, I'm really, Excited for you to hear this week's episode. I'm speaking to Rian Stevenson, who is the CEO of Cycle. For those of you who don't know, Cycle is a boutique fitness studio in London that now offers online workouts. I had to do a gentle plug there, not because she asked me to, but because I actually used to teach there myself. I was a spinning instructor for two and a half years up until earlier this year. And Rian and I actually decided to do a podcast when she was about six months pregnant, um, but life gets in the way, work gets in the way, COVID gets in the damn way. And now six months after she's had her beautiful daughter, Maisie Grace, is when we're actually doing the recording. Um, which I actually think works out better for everyone because it means that Rian gets to share both sides of her motherhood journey with us so far. So um, the pregnancy and then most recently postpartum. Rian is refreshingly open and honest about her journey to motherhood that was not easy. And quite frankly, the more women I speak to, the more I realize how hard it can be. Um, we talk about the difficulties she, like, again, so many women experience during pregnancy, but that, that aren't so obviously talked about. Um, I'm finding that women are particularly keen to share with others and on social, the best bits of pregnancy and motherhood, which is wonderful and they should be celebrated, but it's not like that all of the time and it's not like that for everyone. And so I really appreciate Rian's candidness and openness about what she went through. We also talk about her recovery from a C-section and what that looked like in reality versus what she was told it would look like. And I wanted to just place um, her recovery into context a little. Um, Rian is the CEO of a wellness brand. She is a fitness instructor. She is an athlete. So please bear that in mind when you're listening to her story and her journey. And what I think is so interesting about her story is actually because she has that background, how she learned to 
or didn't, as you, as you, as you will hear, let go of the expectations that she had in terms of control over her body during pregnancy and during the postpartum recovery. So I hope you enjoy the episode, sit back, relax, and have a listen. Rian, hi, nice to see you on Zoom. How are you? I'm great, thank you. It's great to see you again. It's so good to see you. I feel like um, we've been in contact a bunch since lockdown and since I left Cycle anyway, um, but there's so much good stuff that I want to talk to you about today. So I really, really appreciate you giving us, giving me your time. Um, before we get into that, why don't we just maybe introduce yourself and your background and kind of what you do? Sure. Um, so I am originally from Canada. Um, I moved to the UK about 14 years ago. And um, when I first got here, I was in clinical practice as a nutritionist and naturopath. Um, I specialized in gut health, hormones and, and skin. And I did that for about eight or nine years before I was approached by the team at Cycle. Um, so in 2014, when Cycle was just an idea, I got asked to consult. And I was lucky enough that a few months later, I ended up being asked to be CEO. And um, the rest is history from, from your view. So I've been CEO for about six years now. Um, I, I love Cycle because it really fulfills kind of like the athlete and sports side of me. I used to uh, swim for Canada, but I've really missed the nutrition side. So last year I made the decision to also launch Arta, which is a nutrition retreat on business. And we run health retreats in Spain. So that's me. And I have a six month year old daughter. I, tell you, I was like, wait, that's, that's probably important. And I am a new mom. I am currently on maternity leave. Um, I actually go back next week. So the timing for this is great. Um, yeah. Awesome. What an introduction. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maisie Grace is key to this. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what we're talking about. Um, so you are a mother now, um, but it wasn't the easiest journey to get to that stage. Right. Would you mind kind of talk for so much of us? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I actually got pregnant for the first time in 2017 and it was an accident. Um, so when I found out I was super excited, but unfortunately it turned out to be an ectopic. Um, so I did have a miscarriage at about seven or eight weeks and it was pretty intense. So, um, I had a hemorrhage, I passed out, I got rushed to the hospital and then I had to have the DNC. So that was unfortunate. Um, and then after that, it kind of spiraled. So I was speaking to my doctor after I had the procedure and he was kind of like, okay, so what's your plan? You're 35 now. Um, so what do you want to do now? So I was like, oh, um, and I hadn't really thought about it. Right. Like I had felt pretty relaxed about the whole thing. And I knew that I wanted one, but I was in no rush. But as soon as he said that, it, it it really kind of sparked some fear and some, some anxiety. So right after that, we started to try. Um, it then took almost a year to get pregnant. So um, I had my miscarriage in February of 2017. And then I got pregnant again in um, December 2017. Yeah, right. Sorry. Um, and so that was fantastic. But unfortunately, that one also did not go to terms. So that one ended up being a missed miscarriage. So I had a heartbeat at nine weeks, which was great. Um, they gave me the 
the early scan because of my ectopic. Um, but then when I went back for the 12 week scan, unfortunately the heartbeat was not there. So then I had to have a second DNC. Um, and then actually with that, that they, they missed some of the, the, they call it fetal uh, tissue. So then I had to have a second one a few weeks afterwards. So, so all in all, I, I was kind of either having a miscarriage or recovering from one for about a year and a half. Um, and then we took a bit of time off. Um, my doctor was pretty insistent that I should just get some tests done to make sure that I was fine. And by that time, I was pretty anxious about the whole thing. So I did all of the fertility tests. My husband did his tests and everything was fine. Um, so the doctor told us we should just hang out for six months and see what happens. Um, after six months, I was still not pregnant. I was getting even more, I guess, worried that I was going to be one of those people who tried for years and years and years. Um, so I decided to do the IUI. Um, and we actually were lucky enough to get pregnant on the first time we tried that, which is very uncommon. So um, they told us that the chances that we would be successful would be about 15%. Um, and we went ahead, but uh, we thankfully were successful with that. And then, yeah, that was so all in all, it was about two years, which okay. again, it, it's not that long compared to some people, but when you're in it, it just feels like an eternity. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot that happened in those two years. Yeah, um, know. Sorry, uh, no, no, that's fine. It's good. We, I, I want to maybe step back a little bit and try to sort of unpick um, what you'd said before. So obviously two, two miscarriages, that's, yeah. I mean, devastating. How did you, and I'm so sorry for those losses, how did you mentally, I guess, recover in order to start that journey again? You know, I know you said that you then took, after the second one, you took some time off. Yeah. How did you regain that sort of courage to, to be able to, okay, say, okay, it didn't work twice, you know, that it's been really, really difficult, but let's try this again. Is it just something that you, you know, was it that fear in the back of your head that came from the doctor that when he said about age and all that sort of stuff, or was it just something that you innately were like, I really want this and, and it will happen for us. Or, and, and so we just have to keep trying. I think it was a bit of both. Um, I actually found the process incredibly hard. I thought it was way harder than I, I, anticipated it so I think when you're a woman as soon as they tell you you're pregnant you're in you're totally hooked you 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 feel completely different like I felt like a mother as soon as I found out I was pregnant so even though my miscarriage the first time was really early it really took a toll on me and then that um, combined with the fact that I was CEO of a wellness brand and still having to go to work, I just found the whole thing incredibly challenging. And I became quite, um, quite isolated. I didn't want to see friends. I didn't really want to speak about it. I found that when you speak about it here, people were a bit kind of taken aback. And so I didn't really feel like I could um, speak to many people. Um, but I think you just get through it. And, and, I went through weeks where I'd be panicked and then I went through weeks where I was like, it's going to be okay. You just need to calm down. And I think just making sure that I stayed healthy was one of the things that helped because there were a few nights where I 
went out with friends and had a lot of wine. And the next day I just felt like hopeless. I was in tears. I had anxiety. So for me, um, taking care of my health was one of the things that helped me stay the most positive and just really helped to process what I was going through. Hormonally, it also really helps you get back to where you, you need to be. But um, certainly I felt pregnant still for, for about two months after my miscarriage. So it takes your body a really long time and, and you really need to make an effort to just be kind and take care of yourself because it's not easy. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. And then, and then, so you did get pregnant, you felt pregnant again um, with Maisie Grace. Were there any sort of, I don't know, did you, did you ever have to think, okay, did you ever have some sort of self-care practice where it was trying to just keep those sort of negative thoughts about the previous miscarriages at bay? Did you do anything like that? Or were you just really focused on, did you, I don't know, have any sort of like positive mantras or something to kind of keep you going? Or were the previous two miscarriages, essentially what I'm asking is, were the previous two miscarriages at the, in the back of your mind during this final pregnancy? Yeah, I actually, again, I had a really hard time because I got pregnant and because I had had the two miscarriages and because each time I had a scan, my doctor was like, you know, you still have a risk of, you know, I didn't connect to the pregnancy the third time because I was scared. And coupled with that, I was extremely sick. So I had hyperemesis. Um, So to be honest, I was pretty miserable for the first three months because my assumption was it wasn't going to last. And I was vomiting almost every day from about six weeks. Um, They gave me some hormones to help hold the pregnancy. I had a reaction. It was just, it was really, really hard. So I kind of went to the three month mark and I hadn't really made the connection that I was pregnant. And then when they showed me the heartbeat, I broke down. So I, I must've been holding it, but I was really just trying to just not even think about it. So I, I wish I could have been more positive and been doing the mantras, but actually the way I coped was I really tried not to think about it. Yeah. And that's fair enough. Everyone copes in completely different ways. Yeah. Okay. So this pregnancy holds the first six weeks you said were not easy um, (laughs) with the constant vomiting. How long did that last? How was the rest of, how was the second, third trimester? Did it get any better? The worst pregnancy. Well, I'm no, I'm sure there's people who have had it far worse. I apologize, but um, my pregnancy was not easy. I had this view that my pregnancy would be so great because I'm so fit and I'm an athlete and I'm a nutritionist. And I know exactly what I should eat and how I should move. And, and I was just floored. I was vomiting till seven months. So I gave birth at seven months and one week. So there was only one week I didn't vomit. One week in my entire pregnancy. Oh, my God. Um, um, I had um, sciatica. So that was pretty debilitating. I had migraines. Um, my gums were bleeding. Like... I just had pretty much every symptom you could possibly have. I had horrific heartburn from months two to four um, and I was exhausted. So I actually found it really hard. 
especially being somebody who's used to being so fit and having so much energy. I mean, I used to feel like I could do anything. And when I was pregnant, I sometimes I'd be in tears at the thought of just having to go to work because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this day. Um, my food wasn't terrible in terms of the junk, but I mean, the only thing I could eat for the first three months was rice cake and hummus. Um, like, Oh, and mangoes, like nothing else, no protein, no vegetables. I mean, vegetables repulsed me and I'm plant-based. So I was just in a state and my husband was like, I've never seen you like this. And then I'd be in tears being like, I've never seen you like this, but like, you know, for no reason. Um, so I found it really tough, super tough. Yeah. I mean, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds, I mean, you hear, you hear, I, you hear two, two extremes of, of pregnancy and I'm sorry yeah. that, that it wasn't the easiest for you. Um, well, I also felt really bad talking about it because when you're pregnant, so many people ask you how you are and I would be quite honest and I was just like, Oh my gosh, I feel terrible. And they would be like, Oh, Oh, but, but you're excited, aren't you? And I was like, oh yeah, no, I, I didn't mean I didn't love my baby. I was just, I was just responding to what you like. And so then I felt bad, like I couldn't talk about it. So there were weeks where I'd feel like I'd have to be like, oh, I'm just so excited. And one, and then weeks where I just was like, yeah, I just, I feel terrible. Don't speak. Um, yeah. And that's awful that you yeah. had to, you felt like you couldn't be honest about how, how, how you were feeling. Um, yeah. And it's also, that's why, you know, people, people only share the good stuff, right? People only want to hear the good stuff. When they say, how are you? They don't actually want to know that you're feeling like shit. Yeah, they just want to know that you're excited that you're pregnant, which I am, but I'm also a human being going through all these other things. And so um, I I found, though, that the times I was honest on social, the response I got was huge because so many women feel so terrible and you feel like this shame that you're supposed to only be excited. And I was excited of course and I was so thankful and I was so pumped that it was finally happening but at the same time like I also found it hard to just get through my days so pregnancy is so strange because you're you're going through both those things at the same time yeah and you know we're all for honesty over here so uh, thank you for 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 giving us a DL on how Mm -hmm. on how it was for you okay so let me see where were we um so the the, pre- the pregnancy wasn't all it was cracked up to be, um, but you made it to the end. There were a couple of scares towards the end of the pregnancy, right? I mean, you said that you, yeah, you, well, I didn't you make was born at seven months, <laughs> right? That's true. Yeah. So at 28 weeks, I had a bleed. Um, so I was at work and I went to the bathroom and it looked like a hemorrhage. I was told, I was really freaked out, went straight to the hospital um, and they gave me an injection to stop labor and I was admitted into hospital for five days um and then I got sent home but that's when we found out that I had placenta sorry uh the placenta previa um and they said that I needed to take it easy so that's when they banned me from kind of from cardio and vigorous um activity uh sex um and kind of told me I should rest so I did light activity from then on, but then at 30 weeks, I had another bleed. Um, not as bad as the first one, but still pretty, pretty scary. Um, was in hospital for five days with that one. And then three days after I got home, I had another bleed. And so that was my third one. So on the third one, they put me on bed rest. 
Um, and they said I was going to have to be on bed rest for the remainder of my pregnancy. So again, for an athlete, for someone who runs her own businesses, it was just like, oh, I just had such a hard time with it. Um, so I was in hospital on bed rest for two weeks. Um, I then convinced them to let me go home slash they didn't say I could go home. I just, I just went home. Um, so I made the decision that I felt comfortable doing my bed rest at home just because I live three minutes from a hospital. Um, and then within a week I, I gave birth. (laughs) So Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's so, so intense. Um, and really quite scary for you. And I, and I'm sorry that it, um, I'm sorry that it went that way, but mm. happy ending. Maisie Grace, perfect, healthy baby girl. Um, so she was born, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, she was born by C-section. Yes. So I had a really big hemorrhage and they did, and um, emergency C section at 33 weeks. Okay. And 32 weeks. weeks. And how did you feel about that in terms of that? A lot of women go Mm -hmm. in with a certain birth plan and expectation, but obviously, you know, emergencies happen and things change. Did you, did you, did it, you know, ever kind of cross your mind to think, no, I don't want it. I want a natural birth or was it just, let's get her out in the healthiest way possible. Well, when I, so when I first became pregnant, my plan was a water birth. I was thinking of maybe doing a home birth, you know, hypno, you know, all the, the natural stuff that you see that, that looks just so lovely. So that was my plan. My heart was set on that um, as a nutritionist and naturopath. I really wanted to have a vaginal birth just because of the benefits to the baby and mother. Um, as an athlete, I really didn't want to have major abdominal surgery. Um, but I found out that I was going to have to have a C-section because of my placenta at 28 weeks. So I was super upset for, for two weeks. Um, and then you just have to start to get your head around it. Right. Cause the only thing that matters is the health of your, your baby. Um, so it happened sooner than I had hoped. So I was scheduled for one at 38 weeks, but, um, she came because of the bleed quite early. So when it was happening, we just wanted it done as quickly as possible, right? Because we were scared that something was going to go wrong with her because of the extent of the bleeding. Right. Okay. So you'd had time to kind of process that you were going to have a C-section. Let's, let's, let's talk about the recovery now. Um, What had you been told (laughs) that would look like? Yes. Um, so to be honest, I was pretty shocked at how laid back everyone was. Um, my doctor was like, oh, it's lovely. You'll have some tea and then you'll be wheeled in. You can make a playlist and then you'll be wheeled out and you can have some more tea. And I was like, okay, I don't drink tea, but sure. And he was like, have lots of pasta and have lots of ice cream and you'll be up and about in no time and you can run again by six weeks. So I was like, really? Cause that's, that's really conflicting to what I've been told. And he's like, don't worry. And whenever I tried to speak to someone about it, they were like, don't, don't worry, stop worrying. And it's not that I was trying to worry. I just wanted to prepare myself because I had heard from friends that it was actually really intense, far more painful and far harder than that, what they had thought. Um, so I did a lot of 
research myself and you know I, I was mentally preparing for it to be very very painful for me to not be able to do much and also to make sure that that I had kind of like the food and supplements that I needed. Um, I saw a physio beforehand, which was re really helpful um, because the physio I saw at the hospital really was just like kind of neck rolls and ankle rolls to keep your, 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 your blood flowing. But no one was really talking about like, how do you get yourself back to fitness? And I think that's one thing that is really underserviced with women who have had a C. It's not just about kind of walking again i want to run again and i want to be fit again and you really need to be careful because although you go back for your six week and they're kind of like you're fine it takes three months for the tissues to heal and that's if everything goes well so even though your scar looks okay once you've hit your six week mark you're really still quite fragile and to make sure that you're 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 doing things that will help that is really important so sorry to 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 answer you i was very unprepared even though i thought that i had done a lot of research on my own just because i think until you have it you you can't really fathom how painful it is and then on top of it the lack of sleep um just really affects pain and healing. But that was a tangent, I'm sorry. No, no, that's fine. It was so interesting. So, I mean, we, we when at Passion Mama, when, we, when we've done our pop-ups and stuff earlier this year, um, one of the most popular talks that we actually had was around, was by kind of women's health physios. And I do think <laughs> that yeah. um, there's such a lack of understanding in terms of kind of what your body needs to go through in the preparation to birth, whether it's vaginal or C, and then the recovery afterwards. And it's such a underserved, almost ignored, um, ignored part of the journey, particularly on the NHS. Um, so yeah, so you would, so would you recommend try if, if possible working with a with a physio to kind sure. of- Sure, yeah. For me, that was transformational because I am, um... I could move around okay by, by six weeks. And that's kind of when my doctor was like, you can go for a run. But I was like, oh my, like, there's no way I, I could have. And she looked alarmed when I told her that he said that. Um, and she really helped me with some specific work that not only helped the sciatica, but then also helped kind of to kind of knit my core back, to activate my, my pelvic floor and really get me back specifically to where I wanted to be but um i found it quite painful i mean my the thing with the c is that everybody's surgery is going to be very different so my um the placenta with me was was pretty furrowed into my uterine wall so my doctor said that the surgery was a little bit more invasive than usual and i mean i'm six months on now and i i still have pain um and I think that's also something people don't speak about because the doctor was like, you'll be fine in six weeks. And so every month I still have pain. I'm like, Oh, am I abnormal? Like, this is very odd. But then I speak to some mums and they're like, Oh yeah, I still have pain. It's been one year. So you're like, Oh, okay, fine. And I, and again, like, I just think that people don't talk about the recovery enough because there's this view that you should just be really thankful that you have a healthy baby, which of course I am. I'm so thankful, but also, um, I think becoming a new mom is 
so tough that when you're also feeling bad and you're feeling like maybe you're not healing as fast as you should or, or you feel like you don't know if what you're going through is normal, it's really challenging to kind of be positive all the time because your hormones are nuts, you're exhausted and everything is new and hard. Um, so trying to find the the support systems are really really helpful because I was able to speak to a friend of mine who had given birth at the same time and that 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 changed um, my outlook because yeah it was just really helpful yeah that's really interesting that you're saying that you know you're six months on and you still have pain and you know mum's also like a year on have pain I mean I would uh, the 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 women's health physio in me which I'm not but in terms of the number of them that I've spoken to would probably say it's common but I don't know if it's normal Um, and I think that um, yes getting you know not just not just kind of dealing with it because it's something that you have to, but actually kind of seeking out somebody to kind of help with that healing process is really, really important. Um, so, I mean, you're, are you, you're back at working out now. Are you, are you, how, how, how quick were you to, to kind of, are you literally back in the saddle? You are, aren't you? Yes. I'm literally <laughs> back in this saddle. Um, so it took me longer than I had hoped. Of course, then we're all pretty, um, I'm impatient with my recovery. So my physio thought it was fine, (laughs) but I was mentally hoping it would be faster. So at six weeks I could walk, but I still had a lot of pain. Um, And my sciatica was still pretty bad. Um, I did my first workout modified at two months. Um, It was bar, but you know, no abs and nothing too intensive. I didn't do cardio till probably three months, which for me was a killer because I really realized how much I love the cardio for your mindset. And that's something that I really missed when I couldn't, couldn't undo it. So I did spinning after three months. I didn't run for four months. Um, And then the first time I, I ran, I just had pain for, for days. So look, you, you need to take it um, slowly. You really need to listen to your body. So when I ran and had that much pain, I called the physio and she was like, okay, n- nothing now for three more weeks. And it's a process, right? So I feel like I can run now. I, I still have no strength in my core, uh, none. Um, and I can spin, but I, I'm about, I don't know, 50% of what I was. And that's totally okay and acceptable given that you had a baby three or yeah. six months ago. Do you feel as though, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, as an you know, as an athlete, CEO of a wellness brand, you're a naturopath, nutritionist. Your physical mm-hmm. shape and strength is extremely important to you, more so than m- most people. Yeah. How have you, since giving birth, and also I guess during the pregnancy, and you kind of touched on this uh, throughout our discussion already, but how did you manage expectations of yourself in terms of fitness and food? when essentially you had to almost kind of give up the control that you were so used to having over your body 
to something that was kind of growing and, and living inside of you. How did you deal with that sense of, okay, I have to surrender because I, because it's, I, it's out of my control now. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, there are some weeks where I was just in tears all the time. And then some weeks you're like stopping a baby and just, just relax. I mean, it's a constant roller coaster. When you first start to gain weight, you, you panic because you don't look pregnant yet, but you are pregnant and, but then you don't fit in your clothes and then you, you get really self-conscious. And then, so that phase is terrible. And then you look pregnant and then you're like, Oh, this is quite sweet. And then look at my bump. And then it's really cute. And then you, you gain more weight. Then you're like, Oh, this is terrible. I'm fat. I'm so disgusted. And it's, it's just one of those things where some days I could laugh at it. And some days I just, I couldn't. And I did the best I could and I kind of tried to make fun of myself a lot with my husband and at work because that helps. But then some days he'd make fun of me and I'd be like, how dare you? I'd, I'd walk out and cry. So I didn't, I thought it was tough. Um, one thing that really hit me hard and I wish it hadn't, but I was in the change room at cycle um, probably around six months and it was after my class and, and somebody um, said to someone else like that I looked quite fat and they were shocked because they thought I wouldn't gain that much weight and I just remember I'm um, going home and being in tears being like I'm fat and I was like you're crazy you're pregnant and these things they affect you it doesn't matter how strong you are or you think that you are you're just you're out of control you're nervous you feel terrible so things affect you and um then some days I can laugh at them and maybe be like, yeah, I'm pregnant. Like, it's like, fuck off. Yeah. Oh my God. Literally, my, my, <laughs> I, didn't know that. If I can swear, but, but I was like, get over yourself. Like I'm pregnant. That was, I mean, I can't get over it. Literally my mouth just like dropped to the floor. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And look, I, I gained 14 kilos, um, which, I was actually quite happy about because my mother gained 30 kilos and she kept saying like, Oh, it's in your genes. You're going to gain, like you're going to be a house. So I was, I was like, I'm going to gain 30 kilos. So I was actually quite pumped that I only gained kind of 14, although I did give birth early. So who knows how big I would have been if I went on the way. So that's, that's interesting. Was that 30 kilos sort of like in the back of your mind? Were you essentially trying to avoid putting that much weight on or were you just like, well, if, if I'm craving crackers and hummus, I'll just eat as much as I need until I don't want it anymore. Um, it was a bit of both. So like I've said, there's, there's so many days that you can't really, like you just do the best that, that you can. But um, that is where probably I was thankful of my, my background because I don't think, <laughs> this is controversial, but I don't think pregnancy should be a free pass to just eat whatever you want. Like on the days that, I did. I felt terrible. Um, I found stuff way harder. I found the anxiety was way worse. The fatigue was horrible. So I think there's really a lack of, um, of knowledge for nutrition for women as well, because so many people just say, Oh, just eat whatever you want. But actually it's hard enough. And I really tried hard to stay healthy. And of course there were certain days where I just would eat 
whatever. Like there was a phase where I just wanted some salt and pepper chips. That's all I wanted. And I ate them every day for one week and then I stopped. But I mean, I think you really need to be careful. So, so, so even though I had a lot of the cravings that most people have, I really tried to manage them. Not, not for fear of being fat, but just, I know how hard it is to recover from pregnancy in clinic. I would see women who felt like they gained 30 kilos and they couldn't get it off for years. And I always had that in the back of my head because I think being pregnant is super hard. I think being a new mom is super hard. So the more you can do to take care of yourself, the more you'll be able to bounce back um, both physically and hormonally. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's really interesting. And obviously it's completely, completely personal to, to, to every person. When you said salt and pepper, packet of salt and pepper crisps i'm like i'll have that for breakfast ria (laughs) i uh, there's 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 been so much that so so Mm -hmm. you know thank you so much for talking about all of what you've experienced so so candidly um it's so refreshing um and i i I basically want to kind of close with and you've given so much advice already whether you've known it or not through all the things that you've been saying but you know, do you have any advice for somebody who is currently pregnant, somebody who really prioritizes their well-being, physical as well as mental strength, um, and kind of just a general overall fitness, who might be concerned about the recovery after their birth? Yeah, I think it's important to 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 insist on asking um, for help, whether that's from your doctor or your partner or your family or a nutritionist. Like, I mean, one thing that really helped me is really trying to think about like, what are all the things I'm going to find super hard once I give birth. And even though I kind of thought of them all, that was still way harder. So firstly, don't feel bad when it is hard because it is hard and you're going to feel horrible on some days and some days you'll feel fine. Um, But it's, it's going to be probably harder than you think. And that's okay. But really focus on the things you can do to take care of yourself because I promise you um, the more you take care of your health, the easier all of the ups and downs will, will, will be. And also your body really needs that to heal. Um, So I think just try to make a bit of a plan with the knowledge that most of the plans won't always go exactly the way you want, but really don't feel bad to try to focus on you because the healthier and happier you are, the better it is for your baby and your family, right? So you can still acknowledge how you feel without it meaning something bad about how you feel about your baby because you're going to love them. It's so amazing. I mean, it's so great. It's so much fun. It's like such a, it's so wild how much you love them as soon as they come out, but it's okay to also want to take care of yourself that's really really good advice and and a sentiment that really sits with passion mama in terms of the fact that we want to look after the woman behind the mother as as much as the mother herself so rian thank you so much for talking to me it's been so so wonderful um thank you
um, yeah, let's, you know, I can't wait to meet Maisie Grace one day, um, but, uh, and wishing you all the best with Arta and Cycle and everything else. Thank Thanks. you so much. Thanks. 